Jake Melksham v. Stephen May. Let's veer off into this direction and talk about some of the great in-house sporting rivalries or sporting tiffs. Teammate tempers, if you will. 0427154166. There's some good ones getting around. Of course, Michael Jordan, I think that's what we learned from the Last Dance documentary, is that Michael Jordan, it seemed like for most times, hated his teammates. And perhaps they hated him, but you had to respect him because he was unbelievable. For his teammates when we were afraid of him, the fear factor of, of MJ was so, so thick. Yeah, let's not get it wrong. He was an asshole. He was a jerk. He crossed the line numerous times. Is it Scotty Burrell? Remember Scotty Burrell? I think he was talking about where he just used to absolutely berate him the whole time. I don't think there was one bloke, one one teammate of Michael Jordan's that didn't cop some sort of spray or hammering while he was playing. Uh, and that was obviously, as you said, well documented in, in that uh, documentary. Steve Kerr, big example as well. He said he took exception to Jordan's intensity and trash talking during a 95 practice while playing together, which caused the two to actually swing and land punches on each other. Oh, respect to Steve Kerr for having a crack, but... I'm going to have to take MJ in a fist fight. <laughs> He's got heart, Steve Kerr, he clearly. Has, he has. But, um, like, you get in a fisticuff with Michael Jordan. Like, how are you coming back from that? Like, oh. The GOAT of all time. If he's going to tell you to do something, you, you're nearly going to fall in line, aren't you? You would, but I feel like he'd be that sort of operator that if you did have a disagreement and it went down that path, he would actually respect you more for it? Well, yeah, I, I think it would go down that way as well. He obviously has a, a really high expectation when he was playing and wanted the, the best out of his team. But at times it, it was about Michael Jordan, which rightly so at times. But uh, when te- when players did stand up for themselves mm. and and have their say, it didn't go down too well. Um, Tyson Edwards, Andrew McLeod. That was a famous sort of in-house non-relationship, I suppose you would call it. So this feud uh, affecting the McLeod and Edwards families was reportedly described by tennis ace Leighton Hewitt a one-time mutual friend and central figure in dispute as awkward. Bad blood between the once close Edwards and McLeod clans boiled over when several clashes. Uh, last year, a clash between the players' wives, Mandy Edwards and Rachel McLeod, at a bar after the Crows Club champion dinner forced the club hierarchy to acknowledge the problem. Um, so that, was, that played out quite prominently in the media. But what was unbelievable was it was two players who were just iconic to the club and two 300 gamers, and so, so important to the success of the Adelaide Crows, who, from what we heard, weren't on speaking terms towards the end of the career, but professionally could coexist and get the job done. Yeah, it was certainly an interesting time. I do remember it. I was a lot younger, obviously, but, uh, yeah, once great mates, uh, had an altercation and become not-so-good mates. But, yeah, you're right, for them to... To still perform on field and, and get the job done under a team environment uh, is a credit to them. And um, if they don't want to be friends off the field, well, so be it. Got some good ones here for you as well, Gibbsy. And get involved in this. So 427 154 166. Across the globe, famous in house tussles, temper tantrums, uh, just some of those moments where teammates haven't exactly seen eye to eye. Latrell Sprewell, on December 1st, 97, he attacked head coach PJ. Carlesimo during a Warriors practice in Oakland uh, when the coach yelled at Sprewell to make crisper passes, specifically asking him to put a little mustard on a pass. Sprewell responded that he was not in the mood for criticism. 
and told the coach to keep his distance. And when the coach approached Sprewell, um, he threatened to kill him. Sprewell did and dragged him backward by his throat, choking him for seven to ten seconds before his teammates and assistant coaches pulled him off. Sprewell, what about this though? So Sprewell's just choked out his coach. He's fled the court. He's gone, I've had enough. He returned about 20 minutes later after showering and changing and again went at the coach. He landed a glancing blow at his right cheek before being dragged away again by the assistant coaches. So he's choked him and then he's gone off. He's had 20 minutes. He's had a shower, which you would think in that time you'd be able to collect yourself and just go, you know what? Just rise above this. Come on, what's this going to achieve? No, no, no. He spent 20 minutes just building up his anger and goes, I'm... I'm not done here. That, that is unbelievable. He, he's probably, he, he might have cooled down actually, but on the way maybe out to his car, he's glanced over seeing the coach. You go, actually, do you know what? I'm yeah, not right. finished here. <laughs> let's, let's finish this <laughs> once and for all. Um, Gilbert Arenas, in 2009, Javaris Crittenden lost the card game and reportedly told Arenas that he would shoot him. Oh. Arenas then called his bluff bringing four unloaded guns into the Washington locker room. Crittenden then apparently showed a gun of his own. Their teammates wandered into the locker room and then quickly ran out. However, no gun was fired. Both were suspended for the rest of the season and their careers were never the same. In 2015, Crittenden was sentenced to 23 years in jail for manslaughter. That's probably taking it next level when um, you have a quarrel with a teammate and then you show a gun. Yeah, I think there's a few more underlying issues going yes. on with those two, uh, it's fair to say. Uh, that, that'd that be nearly all time. That, that'd be tough to beat in terms of teammate squirrels and problems with each oh. other. I don't think it can get too much worse than that. You would think so. One last one for you. And this one's quite recent. Payne Haas from the Brisbane Broncos. So Brisbane Broncos teammates, uh, Payne Haas and Albert Kelly, were involved in an incident described as an alcohol-fueled altercation. Who would have thought? I can't believe that there's issues with alcohol continually in the AFL and the NRL. It just boggles my mind. Crazy <laughs> stuff. In the footage, an incident, Haas can be heard calling Kelly a word that starts with F and another word that starts with C before connecting with his teammate with his left fist. The altercation allegedly stemmed from Kelly stepping on Haas's foot before asking his teammate, why would I step on your shoes? And this particular footage, they're clearly highly inebriated, but Payne Haas has got these really nice, clearly new shoes that are just so crisp white. And you just sort of wonder if Alvin Kelly's been a bit of a smart ass and gone. So you reckon he had it coming? I'm going to scuff up his shoes. Uh. And the big fella said, I'm not having this. Um, Haas has got a bit of a rap sheet, though. He was suspended for four games in 2020 and fined 20 grand by the Broncos after he failed to cooperate fully with the NRL Integrity Unit in an investigation regarding an off-field incident involving family members. Um, but once again, alcohol plays a devilish part. It does, and we don't like to see it. But I think this one takes the cake on the text line from Greg. Kane Corns v David King, the in-house fighting in the SEN stable. I'd like, I'd like to pay to see them do a boxing bout. I think King has him covered. Oh, Look, if it's a war of words, I'm back in Kane. I'm absolutely back in Kane. If it's a war of fists, I think Kingy could probably just have his measure. And don't worry, though. It, it, the only thing, what, what would save Kane potentially is he's very fit, really fit. He could dance around Move the Move around a bit, tire him out. I mean, could he get Kingy in such a state where he's so exhausted, Homer Simpson-esque, where he just pushes Kingy over? <laughs> <laughs> it would be an interesting one. And uh, well, we, we have heard Kane has turned down a boxing bout. He did. 
in recent weeks. So uh, it'd be unlikely we could get him in the ring with Kingy. Yeah, unbelievable stuff. Uh, reportedly in the mix to fight either Boomer Harvey. Nathan Brown was mentioned as well. You'd take on Nathan Brown, wouldn't you? Would you take on Nathan Brown? You certainly wouldn't take on Boomer Harvey. Boomer, yes. He'd be fiery, I reckon, Boomer. But he still looks like, from the vision I've seen, he's not fit. even that long, he looks like he's still muscle he's still on muscle. He's still in good nick. He's very, in very good nick, Boomer. 